Good morning, my fellow AP Lang scholars. This is your podcast host, Mr. Snaith. Today, we will be discussing Much Ado About Nothing, a comedy play by Shakespeare in a more critical and analytical lens. We will be discussing emblematic symbolism for the term nothing in the play. Please take notes as this is a great skill to use in college. As a brief summary of the play and a little um, introduction, right? The play is structured around opposites. What I mean by that, two opposing couples, but also conventional versus unconventional, understanding versus misunderstanding, plain speaking versus wit, and of course, men versus women. Within this comic binary structure, Many of Much Ado About Nothing's specific topics and themes, resentment, accusation, hatred, jealousy, misogyny, are the stuff of tragedy, which is ironic because, again, this is a comedy. However, this is not surprising, mainly because Shakespeare wrote Much Ado About Nothing in 1598 when he was writing Julius Caesar, which came out which was written in 1599 and where he was planning Hamlet in 1600. So I guess it's not really surprising that this play plays a deal in more of a tragic fashion. Much Ado About Nothing is rich with both puns and doublespeak, right? As we learned what puns were when we read Terrence Hayes earlier this year. As I discussed previously, this is a comedy by Shakespeare, right? And it's a lot more harder to grasp, I would say. It gives us a different way in seeing Shakespeare, which is interesting, right? Throughout high school, You learn the tragedies, Hamlet, right? King Lear, right? Romeo and Juliet, right? So I wanted to switch it up. And again, we went over this last week, but um, the comedy, right? It gives us a different view of Shakespeare. It gives us to see the more comical and alive, right? Funny Shakespeare, which I thought would be a great learning experience. In Shakespeare period, the term nothing meant as it does now, not a single thing. So the play on one level has been argued to be totally trivial. However, it is worth mentioning that the term nothing was also seen as a euphemism for women's genitals because in the language of the time, of Shakespearean time, Men had a thing and women had no thing. The play is a, also about women and by extension, sex. Misogyny plays a major role in this play, which is our main focus. And that's okay, right? Because usually when much ado about nothing is read and discussed, one of the popular themes that is discussed within the classroom is gender roles 
is misogyny in the way men view women and how society views women. We will be discussing the word nothing in the gender sexual symbolic sense, right? As I said in the beginning of this podcast, we're going to be focusing on emblematic symbolism behind the language that Shakespeare used. One word in specific, the term nothing. What is the symbolism or symbolic meaning behind this term nothing and what does it connect with, right? Does it connect with the theme, right? Asking ourselves, what is Shakespeare's definition of a woman, which is our big inquiry question of this unit, right? Um, one of the big, bigger um, inquiry questions, right, within this unit. Did Shakespeare intentionally use the term nothing with a play about women? If so, how does this, how does this term nothing connect to the theme of misogyny and gender? Okay, so as we know the word nothing and in its first and most obvious meaning that it's not a single thing. Do we dare ask ourselves that is this really a play that exposes such deep social messages and it's just really a pointless fuss with nothing at its core? Of course not. A sense of nothing is manifested by the place exploration of what it is and means to be a woman. And if you guys remember, when we read a couple weeks ago, um, a pairing to this playwright by Simone de Beauvoir, The Independent Woman, and we learn the essence of women during this time, the definition of women. So with those, with that philosophy of feminism, where do we see the connections within Shakespeare's definition, right, of being a woman? And again, I think this then raises one of our big questions is, what is society's definition of a woman? And we learn in this play that Shakespeare defines a woman in Much Ado About Nothing as a possessor of nothing for a sexual organ. Shakespeare introduces us in Much Ado About Nothing to two main female characters. One hero. She is gentle, modest, quiet, and so resolved to let her father determine her marital choices to where she is equally ready to marry Don Pedro, remember, who was the prince, or Claudia. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other one who is my favorite, Beatrice, who is feisty, Mary, loud and so resolved to not let others determine her choices that she speaks out against marriage altogether. Even when she consents to take a husband, she inveighs against the constraints of her sex, exclaiming, oh, that I were a man. What is most interesting here is that Shakespeare gives us two different types of women and with these characters, he addresses the hopeless position of being a woman in society, either being submissive or being outspoken, which was seen as a as very problematic. Thinking about these two different women portrayed, 
Do you see any connections within Shakespeare's definition of women? Connections with societal definition of being a woman? Do you see any modern connections on how women are treated today alongside Shakespearean time? So, where are we starting to see the connections, right? Because, as I said before, this play does indeed focus on the misogynistic assumption that men make about women. And I think, too, right, as you guys being members of a society, right, where do you see this at? Because this is real, you know? Most of the men in Much Ado About Nothing are so sure that all women are fickle that they live in constant fear of horns, which from the medieval period onwards, right, symbolize a cocoded man. Shakespeare does indeed make his females masculine within this play and his and in his other plays. Look at Macbeth, Lady Macbeth. One could even argue that this was done as the only way to express that women were nothing, as women had no purpose, no motive. They were seen as nothing but to be a submissive housewife, or I like to say house slave. As this ties to this emblematic symbolism of the term nothing in the play, it is worth noting that women were seen as unfaithful and polluted creatures during this time. There was an essence that was created for women. Looking at the time period, religions played a role. For example, right? There's a popular argument out there that Shakespeare's definition of women was based off religion, right? But... Again, as we discussed when we first began Much Ado About Nothing and Shakespeare in general, right? We learned that Shakespeare is a Renaissance writer. So this argument toward um, Shakespeare's definition of a woman could be seen as sophomoric, mainly because during the Renaissance, religious values and or the religious mentality per se, was no longer the dominant way of thinking, right? During the Renaissance, people thought more secular. So that's a really good thing to think about, right? When we're thinking about this definition of women, yes, we can tie it back together to the fallen woman, the fallen woman, Adam and Eve, right? And we could tie it all together, and how women were seen as sinful creatures. And that's why they were, that's why they received this essence. But however, we have to think about it like that really couldn't have been Shakespeare's definition of women, of a woman, mainly because during this time, the mindset was more secular, right? It thought about more of the individual, right? Um, it became more of a, um, a humanist um, humanism movement, right? So that's a really important factor to note. 
right when we look at these different definitions and really start um, formulating our idea or argument on Shakespeare's definition of a woman, right? Because it, it would just be sophomore to just agree with just that argument. But essentially, throughout Much Ado About Nothing, Shakespeare's women were much products of their time. Shakespeare uses the misogyny in his age provocatively. It is difficult to determine what Shakespeare himself actually thought. He was a highly successful playwright and knew how to stir up an audience. I mean, can't you guys tell that I'm fired up? I am a strong feminist. And this play is probably the most disgusting play that I have ever read of Shakespeare, mainly because of his portrayal of women. Much ink has been split trying to interpret his meaning of women and much to do about nothing. Scholars will look similar to what we do in the classroom. Look at which characters speak and which lines they speak in which he thought about what a woman was. With the notion that the words of the most trustworthy characters are the ones most likely to mirror the author's own thoughts. But it is worth mentioning that this is a slippery scholarship. I would write that down. This is an important thing to remember. Right. So another thing too with this lesson is really understanding that we don't want to believe everything we hear. Right. As I mentioned previously about the argument with Shakespeare and his, def and his definition of women and how it connects to religion. No, that's slippery scholarship. So we have reached our conclusion of this beautiful discussion on much ado about nothing and misogyny. Shakespeare's power to appeal to such a varied audience, such, our, such as ourselves, is incredible. Shakespeare's characters within this play were phenomenal. They were didactic. What I mean is that when a character in Much Ado About Nothing, such as Don John, says something utterly misogynistic, what is it teaching us? It is key to note that Much Ado About Nothing ends on an instructive note. Yet the ideas sown throughout the play, right, remain ripe for discussion. With this idea in mind, what instructive note do you think Much Ado About Nothing leaves on you as a reader, a student, a member of society? How does it all connect to this idea and the, and the societal definition of what it means to be a woman. On Shakespeare's definition on what it means to be a woman. And again, tying it back to that bigger idea of this discussion. Of this glorious term, nothing. Right? Women are nothing. What does it mean? Right? What does it mean when Shakespeare says 
women are nothing or emblematically says women are nothing. What does it mean? What are the connections? What is it teaching us? Thanks for such a lovely discussion.